in my notebook, there was an envelope with my name on it, and it was inserted in my book. Hi, my name is Connie, and I'm your host on Godspeak, where we talk about supernatural God stories from everyday people. Hi, welcome. Today, I have my good friend, Joy Pillsworth, living in the UK today. And uh, Joy and I have had a lot of conversations about her family, stories of just the supernatural and her walk with the Lord and her parents. So I remember back then you were with YWAM uh, years ago and you have definitely a lot of stories about your experience. Just tell us how that was like for you. It was really a time where God really uh, shown me how he could provide for me in a miraculous way. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad that I was able to experience that, to step out in faith. And even that involved trusting for my financial uh, needs as well. So I did my DTS in Antipolo, Manila, without really knowing where the tuition fee is going to come. And so um, at the end of the three months lecture phase, I managed to pay 6,000 pesos mm. and uh, I, I still need um, another 6,000 uh, pesos to be able to pay off my lecture phase. And so um, on, that, on that day when they need me to confirm about uh, joining an outreach to go to Hong Kong and China because somebody was led by God to pay for my outreach fees to go to China and Hong Kong. And that's including my airfare and, and the whole trip, you know? Wow. Yeah. And, but then, but then they can't really <laughs> confirm unless God provide for my 6,000 pesos. Wow. Of my lecture phase. So I only have two hours to confirm this uh, uh, outreach that I can go if I have if I can pay this uh, amount. And uh, and so they asked me, so do you know anybody that you can call or you can ask? Because uh, it's a really good opportunity for you to go for a short term mission, uh, cross cultural mission uh, to Hong to Hong Kong and then going to China as a cross cultural student and um, talking to the students and there's an opportunity to, to talk about God. And, and then I said, I, I really don't know. And then all of a sudden, I was just reminded that before she called me out in the middle of the lecture phase, in my notebook, there was an envelope with my name on it and it was inserted in my, in my book. So I was reminded by that. And then I said, well, hang on a minute. Before you said no, uh, can I just go and check what that envelope is about? Yes. So I went, and then when I opened it, it was the 6,000 pesos that I needed to pay my lecture fees, and then I'm, I'll be able to accept the, the offer of somebody anonymous that they will be paying for my um, outreach to Hong Kong and China. So that was the first initial really provision that I experienced in a, in a wow. miraculous, miraculous way because timing is just so perfect. 
And it was just like amazing. Wow. That was just amazing. So what were the thoughts going in your head? Like when you had only two hours left and you didn't know at first where the provision was coming from. I was just, I wasn't disappointed. I was just in my head. I was just saying, well, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be because mm -hmm. the sign that they wanted to see if this is really God that I have to go to Hong Kong and China is that for my lecture fees to be paid off mm. and and that was the that, that was the sign for them they will only uh take me on for this outreach if i will pay for my lecture fees so so for me it was just like well lord if this is the condition that they they set for me to go and if if i can't pay that today then uh, i just have to accept that i wasn't panicking it was just like oh that's a shame that i can't go you know and then all of a sudden there was just this thought this thought like check the envelope and 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 i saw the envelope before i left i saw that oh what's that and so that was where kind of like i really felt the nudge of god like you have to check that one before you make a final decision yeah so did you ever find <laughs> out who gave you the envelope <laughs> uh no no there was no name it was a, a anonymous, and uh, and then I found out eventually who uh, who was led by God to pay for my outreach to Hong Kong and China, and it was the best experience in my life, really, because to be able to see the world that was the first time I left the Philippines, and my just it broadens your mind, you know, travel broadens your mind. And, and for me, it was about mission. Wow, there's a big world out there, you know, just the amazing part of it is like to get out of the country for the first time. And, it, and, and the involvement is about mission. So that was the initial experience for me in terms of uh, mission. And how old were you during that time? I was uh, 27. Wow. Aside from Hong Kong and China, you also had the opportunity to go to Australia, right? Yes. I also went to Australia after uh, my DTS, Disciple Training, Discipleship Training School. Um, I applied for a school of worship in Perth. Uh, I think that was the year after and um so i applied for that and it was completely everything is by faith as well yeah and um when they accepted me i was just like well god you know you you have to provide for me because we really don't have the finances uh to even pay for my airfare and um there was a letter that came uh, for my dad and because my dad is a, is a, a church planter and um, there are organizations in the States that support um, indigenous pastors, you know, mm -hmm. so through through my dad. And, and that time, that letter came with a check. But usually it's very just for everybody. So if there's no specific mention of names that that money will be divided. It means all of that will just be for the pastors. But that particular month that they sent, and when we were um, praying, you know, for whether it's for, it's 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 God's 
will for me to go to Perth because they've accepted me and it's just a money side that's kind of um, blocking. My dad opened this letter and then, and then the letter said that the particular amount of money, about 350 US dollars, mm. will go to my dad, mm. specifically for my dad. Yeah. So when my dad saw that, my his, his initial reaction was like, Joy, this is for you. Yeah. This, this is for your airfare to go to Australia. And I was like, wow, you know. <laughs> so it really kind of encouraged my faith to trust the Lord uh, that he is uh, with me in this. And then come the time of, okay, uh, I have my ticket. But and then I, I started kind of uh, racing a little bit of here and there. Uh, my church uh, gave me some and some friends of mine. So I've got a little bit of uh, money, but it's not enough it, that covers the whole lecture phase, let alone the outreach phase as well. Yeah. So um, my leader that time who was talking to me on the phone and uh, trusting alongside with me he said to me joy i really believe that even in the plane god can can provide for you wow so it was like wow i've never heard somebody believe yeah. in behalf of me yeah like, if he can believe uh god in behalf of me why should i doubt god so then so then i kind of like this is the sign that i have to just uh leave and and just trust the lord for my provision to go to australia wow. <laughs> and so so i left with that note in mind that god you know so i was my heart was really expectant to the plane and i was really expectant for for whatever god will do until i arrived there and and so it was very very challenging uh, what reminds me is a scripture that says nothing pleases God except faith. Wow. Yeah. I think, I think, I think the reason why all this provision was um, unfolding before my eyes, it's because I, I step out in faith mm -hmm. and to believe him that he will do. And it's not easy, but yeah. um, many times that's where God's hand really, you know, manifests. <laughs> Yeah. because i'm just so amazed that he, he came through to me and uh, and anyway to cut the story short when i was doing my school of worship training again it's a three months and then three months outreach they were uh they told me at the end of that lecture phase i still need eight hundred dollars mm. i think that time the lecture phase was about um uh, probably about 3,000. So I, I managed to pay about 2,000. Mm. There was still that, that uh, lack, $800. And they told me, if you can't pay that uh, amount of the lecture phase, then uh, you can't even, uh, you can't stay here if, if you want to stay here as a staff to help. What it means is that we will let you do the lecture phase and you will work in the kitchen. Yeah. While the rest of my classmates uh, will go abroad um, 
So you'll do the kitchen. And so at the end of the six months, you will have the certificate that you've done the school of worship. But um, if this amount, $800, won't be paid during now and in the next three months after your uh, assignment in the kitchen, then uh, you have to go back to the Philippines. So I don't even have an, a choice to to say, oh, God wants me to stay here to become a staff after my uh, my school of worship training. Yeah. So I was kind of down when I heard that. But again, in my heart, I just said, well, Lord, um, I just trust you. You know, you're the one who sent me here. And, uh, and whatever uh, the rules that they follow, or the boundaries that follow, then I trust you. And... After they talked to me, that I was, I started to like uh, uh, do my assignment in the kitchen. And I was outside and I can see the wife of my school of worship leader. Yeah. She's got this um, receipt, like a paper in her hand. And she was really running excited towards <laughs> me. And then, and then um, she said, Joy, 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 Joe. They call me Joey, you know. Yeah. Joey, Joey, Joey. I said, What is it? What is it? <laughs> Guess what? Somebody, somebody went to the accounting office. Um, one of the staff, and God told him to pay eight hundred dollars for your tuition fees. Wow. And the shocking thing is. She didn't, they didn't think that person have money. Yeah, yeah. You know, because most of us, they, we, we, we really um, uh, live by faith. Us really trust the Lord. And, um, and it's like, this person, God told him to, uh, I don't know if it's him or her. God told that person to pay the uh, specific amount that I needed. Wow. And she was so excited because it means I've got an option now to stay, to be a staff in mm. Earth and to do more kind of experience in the area of uh, training students as well uh, to do para uh, short-term mission, you know, because it's a para church. So then I will have now that option to mm -hmm. stay after my uh, assignment for three months in the kitchen. And, and, and that was like <laughs> just amazing, amazing story. It's crazy. And um, tell us about you growing up. I know that we've talked about your dad and your your mom and just the legacy that they passed down to you and your siblings and that they were your models of faith. Mm. Was there any story in particular about your dad or mom as you were growing up and how God just provided for something i know you have a lot of stories <laughs> oh, yeah. i do have lots of stories but uh there's a particular story that i i i heard uh when my dad first went to summer back in 1975 mm -hmm. it was completely just by faith he heard the lord spoke to him that he will make him a witness in that land you know typical of my dad he just really like paul he wanted to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth where there's there's nobody have heard the gospel the more he will go there yeah so then we end up in samar and i know that when he went there it was really by faith and um so we were renting in an apartment and and 
really life is just so in a way hard you know I think because you know when you live by faith it's like you you just depend on the Lord for your uh, daily provision mm. but my dad had a, a privilege to go to America I think back in 1977 to raise money for a church building yeah a church building and um and a church property, obviously a land, and then eventually uh, we'll build a church. And so he went to America with another pastor yeah. uh, from Davao. The pastor in Davao already started the building church. Yeah. And they already have a land, but my dad don't have the land yet. At the end of the trip, I think they were in the plane on the way back to the Philippines. Yeah. And... Um, but before that, before before they were in, before my dad was in the plane, I'm not sure if they're together in the same plane, but his friend suggested to him that whatever money you've raised while we are here, why don't you just give it to me? Mm-hmm. Because I started my project, my church building, and it would be a blessing if you just give it to me because you haven't started yours. Mm-hmm. And then my dad, my dad's, of course, you know, as human as we are, no, you know, this is for me. I'm keeping it for me. <laughs> and, and, and he said that in the plane uh, on his way to the Philippines, God spoke to him. Mm. And God said, you have to give that money to him. Yeah. And he did. He obeyed and gave the money to him. And after, I think, two years, God provided for us this house and lot a thousand square meter that was owned by uh the ex-governor in our town and um, he was selling it and god provided that for us but but we also have a a member one of the elders in the church who live on the same street and he said every time he passed by that property for two years he was claiming and praying for that property to be able to, you know, for us to have it, you know, yeah. and so it's just, it's just, it's just the stories. It's just amazing stories, and uh, and yeah, a church in the states um, uh, bought the 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 land and the house so that we can uh, live there, and then eventually we built the church in front of the house because it's quite a big space there. But even I heard that even the church that that gave money towards buying the house and the lot, they were all they were very amazed that they were able to to give that amount because they are just a small church in in Washington. Yeah. So for them also, you know, not just because they're in the state, it's just they were also amazed that they were able to to raise that money to be able to give uh, towards mm-hmm. that project of my dad. So it's like, you know, in, in, in God's term of providing for us, we just really don't know how, you know, but there's a testing along the way mm-hmm. before uh, those things happen. And, and, and then on top of that, uh, I think, my dad went back to America um, three times or four times. And then also when he was there, he was in one of the church service. He was just attending the church. And there was 
a man from Ireland who's one of the elder of the church in Ireland also raising money for the church building. Mm -hmm. And my dad, my dad was uh, led to give, you know, so he gave a hundred dollars towards this. And so when he went back to the Philippines, he's got a thank you letter from, from the pastor. Yeah. It wasn't the pastor, it was just the elder who went to America, thanking him for, for the gift. And, and then they kind of communicate maybe three times in, in the span of 10 years, you know. And um, my brother, who was uh, a graduate in the Bible college that time, finished... Um, uh, as a soma cum laude mm. and one of the perks of that is they have a sponsor uh, in the bible college that take the one who who finished top of the class to do their internship for i think six months or three yeah. months sure to go to ireland and so when my dad heard that uh, my brother is going to ireland he gave him the address of the person yeah the pastor so he went there and, and then he preached in their church. Yeah. And then also the pastor said, well, maybe it's time for me to visit your dad and visit the Philippines. And you know what? He, he went back for many years to Philippines and really poured into the ministry of my dad, training the pastors with all the different kind of like, um, just training them, you know, because a lot of the these pastors are just really root grass some of them don't even have the chance to go to a lot of seminars outside somewhere for him to be able to to go there and really train them and for for uh four days sometimes just a seminar and um he really poured into my dad's uh, ministry not just financially but uh, uh spiritually as well yeah. and and the lesson that he he said to us is that you know, your dad gave in the in God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. He he planted a seed in my ministry many years ago. He planted that seed, and he didn't. That's the thing in the king in the in in God's kingdom. There's a principle when we give, when we sow, it will always come back. We just don't know how it will come back. And he said, the hundred dollars that your dad has sown into my ministry now has come back to his ministry a thousand times wow. and and at him, it amazes him that that the way the that kingdom principle of giving works mm -hmm. and and um you know and that's why i think we, we can never outgive god and sometimes when we give it hurts i experienced that i think i think <laughs> the true test is really in our giving Mm -hmm. yes and, and i am i am still being tested even up to now whether i'd be willing to give or not not out of guilt and but really when i felt nudged by god mm -hmm. and uh, and sometimes i'd say well how can i share when i don't have enough <laughs> but but no it's it's not like that i mean look the look at the example of the uh, the widow's might she was on, on her last bread and, and yet God said, gave that to the prophet. And then, and sometimes God will do that to us in, in the midst of our struggle financially. We can, we can um, have lots of excuses and said, well, uh, I'm struggling myself. Why should I give? But I think if we 
just like continually just listen to God and, and what, what he wants us to do. And I think giving is, is a really best way for, for, for us to, to really know uh, who God is and how he provides for us in, in, um, in ways that we could never really fathom or imagine. So that was, that's my experience. Yeah, and it reminds me of that verse about give and it shall be given unto you. And that is a good story about how your dad, you know, felt a nudge from the Holy Spirit to give, and he gave as a cheerful giver, mm. and not even knowing where the next provision is going to come. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he, he waited actually two years for for that story. But he has received, like you said, a thousandfold, right? Mm. More than the amount that he gave. Yeah, a lot and a church and, yeah. a, and a house, you know, yeah. as well. And then eventually the church was built. And then now we have a Bible school at the back as well of the property. And it just keeps keeps growing and growing. And, and I think that's the legacy when we just serve the Lord wholeheartedly and obey his calling and just for the sake of God's kingdom, really. And I think that's that's the thing that really example of my parents to me, to really serve the Lord in, in whatever way, wherever you are, whatever it is, um, whether you're a, a mom or yeah. you have a big church, um, we could always find ways to serve the Lord. And, um, and that's just my um, very rich legacy, really, and, and uh, the examples of my parents in terms of walking by faith. They really walk the talk. It's really like, you know, God, you have to come in, come and really provide for us or else. It's just, yeah, yeah. And, and he did. He really did. He really did. And that's a beautiful example. And, and I think that's probably why I also kind of have that faith because I've seen it through uh, their lives. That it really is true. God provides. Yeah. And how, how old is the, your parents' church in Sama, right? It will be, uh, I think, 2023 will be uh no 50 years almost 50 years 1975 so 20 uh 2025 will be 50 years wow and um how many people are currently attending the church now they do have three services yeah Uh, out of that mother church uh there are now about 80 plus uh churches between Samar and Leyte that's been planted through uh, the Bible school at the back, you know, and now my brother is the one, the leader of the ministry now. Yeah, so that's amazing stories, really. From your father and your mother going there and now grew to like 80 other churches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And still growing. They're still, you know, they still have Bible school students. They're still uh, training um, young people. So the vision is still there. And, and that's the heart of God, isn't it? Mission <laughs> is the heart of God. 
for those listening, what would you kind of give us encouragement if they want to kind of develop hearing God? When we live our lives uh, in the purity and integrity, you know, when, when we give it all, you know, when you have a heart uh, that says, uh, Lord, whatever it takes, use me, whatever it takes, uh, change me and mold me. And um, so as you walk in your Christian journey in knowing God, just allow him to change you in his likeness and image. And, and then as you do that, as you have that kind of a foundation and an and, and attitude in your walk with God, hearing God is, is not going to be hard. You will know sometimes God would speak through other people. Mm-hmm. In my walk, I, I, I can really say that it's been like led by prophetic words and uh, discerning spirit, miracles, signs and wonders. And I can just yeah. see the hand of God just really leading me where I am now. And, and where I am now, I could really say 100% that I am in the perfect will of God, that this is where I am. In fact, in fact, I dreamt of this place before I even joined YWAM. Back in 94, I dreamt of this place. Wow. And yeah. And then I woke up and I just saw this place and I was like, where was, where is this place, you know? And, and then I, I just, I, I, I sense the spirit of God said to me, you're going in that place mm-hmm. one day. And then I forgot about that. I didn't say any, I didn't even share it to other people. And then now, even the fact that I'm living here in the United Kingdom is, is impossible in human eyes. I, there's no way I can come here. But God made a way for me to be able to, to, come, to come here mm-hmm. and live here. And uh, it's just amazing. And I look back and I was like, Lord, why did you brought me in this country, you know, apart from met, meeting my husband, having children, raising yeah. my kids. I'm a full-time mom for many years. And, uh, but you know, God said, I want to change you into my likeness and image. And so um, to, to all of your listeners out there, when we really, you know, give our lives to God and when we commit our lives to God and, and saying, here I am, send me, whatever it is, wherever wherever you're working, whatever you're doing, if you have the attitude of here I am, send me, use me, you know, he will speak to us and he will provide for us. Mm-hmm. He will show that to us. And um, yeah, just be encouraged that we, we serve a God who's very relevant to, to what we do now. He still speaks to yes. us. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and it's exciting because, you know, he really wants to be involved in our, in our in our lives even the ones that that has nothing to do with ministry just like little things and those are stories that I could honestly tell when I share that to other people I remember sharing that to one of my non-Christian friends you know they have a knowledge about God they said that we were was Catholic but sometimes you're able to share these experiences because um you know, that scripture says, in him we live and move and have our being. Mm. And sometimes you just can't stop yourself, but you just have to share, you know. It's not like we'll live a double life that our our Christian walk is very separate than, you know, 
it's who we are. So therefore it comes out. And, you know, you share these things about God's provision. And then, and then I shared this to, to my friend. And then after many years of, of 10 years, she spoke to me and said, you know what? What you told me many years ago, I'm experiencing that now. All the things that I have now, there is no way that I can have all these things, the provision, if it's not of God. And, you know, sometimes you just have to plant seeds little by little to people about who God is, because this, this is true, you know. God wants to, to bring light to these people. And through our stories of his provisions, it's powerful. We cannot tell people and tell them God loves them. We have to show it to them. And that's powerful. When we have our stories, nobody can take that away from you because you knew that in yourself that only God can do it. And when we share that to people, we show that to people, that is more powerful than anything else. It's where you become a light to these people. You know, people will start to want to know the God that we serve, who's so powerful and relevant and really very, very practical as well you know and he provides for us in 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 times when we really needed it and in my experience he really wasn't late he wasn't (laughs) it was just the perfect timing of uh of his provision and uh yeah i can i can tell a lot more stories but i hope i i I don't know what i was saying but i just i said something that would encourage your your listeners I hope you enjoyed today's episode and encourage you in your walk with God. Make sure to read the notes of today's show below and some special bonus links. This show is brought to you by GloriousImagination.com where we help people gain freedom from self-imposed limitations through our one-on-one breakthrough sessions with God and a certified mind renewal facilitator. If you liked today's episode, feel free to share with a friend who needs to hear this encouraging story and make sure to leave us a review and comment on what you liked about today's episode. I'd really love to hear about it. So before I go, let me leave you with a word of encouragement, my friend, that you are not alone. God loves you and he will never leave you or forsake you.